0: Good evening, Faith Center. How are you tonight? I trust and pray that you're blessed of the Lord and highly favored, And may the blessing of the Lord be with you on this night. And may he guide you and direct you in the pathway of righteousness for his name's sake. And that you will not be confused by all of the things that are going on in our society today. For there's much going on and much to be confused about, if you allow it to confuse you, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And so we pray that you're in perfect peace by keeping your mind on the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died for your sins that you might live the life that you are presently living and enjoy it more abundantly. And so we pray God's blessings upon you and that abundance of peace and tranquility and harmony and at oneness with God. May the blessing of the Lord be with you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you for your goodness, your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. We pray you open our hearts and minds as we go into this thy word tonight. We pray, O God, you open up our ears of understanding, our hearts of reception, and receiving of what is good for us tonight. And may, O God, we be blessed by your word, And may your word strengthen us, enrich us, and guide us, and and make us over again to that person that you would have us to be in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We pray. We pray, oh God, for the white family. We pray that you will comfort them in the hour of bereavement, in the family stresses of going through uh, death and the coronavirus, oh God. And we thank you and we praise you. For others, O God, who are seeking guidance and direction, we pray for Sister Marsha and O God, her job assignment and things that she's doing in her mind and will. And we pray the comforting of the Holy Spirit, that you will lead her and guide her and direct her steps as she leads our children, O God. We pray that you will lead and direct her so that she will do the things that you are uh, requesting of her to do and needing her to do and Father, we thank you that your blessings will be with her. You'll, she'll find favor with you. And God, we thank you and we praise you. And others, O oh God, that are working in your will and your assignment, we pray for them also that you will give them blessings, O oh God. We pray for the leadership of the Church of God in Christ. We pray for the leadership of the Baptist Church and for all the other churches, O oh God, that are established in your name. And God, may your blessing be with us, O oh God, on tonight. As we go into this, our word, O God, let it be enriching to us, fruitful and developing, O God. pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, tonight, praise God, we uh, are blessed to be studying the book of Galatians again, and chapter number three. uh, This chapter, seems I can't get away from it. Uh, There's so much in it, and so enriching and so informative. We just thank God for it. Before I go into this that word, though, I want to just say this. There are two things that I did this week uh, that I had the opportunity to do. One was to uh, listen in and observe the uh, play that was called Hamilton that's recorded by uh, Disney Studios. I think it's Disney Plus One or something, or uh, Disney uh, Studios. Uh, but I, like many others, have learned so much about history on Hamilton that I did not know beforehand, but it was an eye-opener to me and very enriching and just informative. And so if you get an opportunity, uh, tune in to listen to Hamilton. Uh, It's a very interesting and uh, eye-opening experience. The second thing that I had the purpose to do was to listen or observe the uh, PBS special that they put on that deals with uh, the American experience and the women's right of voting, the suffrage of the women and what they had gone through. Uh, I had no idea, and history books didn't tell me, and and they won't tell you, uh, the things that the women experienced in their right for or their fight for the right to vote. Uh, it's a very interesting. It was four hours in length, uh, over two, uh, two hour periods. And it was so eye-opening that the minor struggle that the women had to go through just to get the right to vote. Uh, they were beaten. They were kicked on the street, dragged on the street, uh, knocked down, put in jail. Uh, they went through a star, uh, self-fasting uh, thing, praise God, until they were able to get the vote. But the vote really didn't come in the year that they had gone through a lot of this that they went through. So it tells us, praise God, that sometimes you have to fight for things over a period of time that you may not get it right away. But if you keep fighting and keep standing, it will eventually come to you. And that's what happened to the women's right to vote. They even had women of color who marched on the streets of uh, Washington, D.C., uh, who gave up their uh, fight to, for their own rights uh, so that they may join the fight for the women uh, because the Black male did not have uh, the right to vote uh, all over the place and women were marching, Black women were marching for the, on their behalf and struggling to get them uh, the right to vote. And at the same time, they're struggling to struggle get themselves the right to vote. Uh, and some of the uh, ideas that people had in those days and those times are still prevalent today as to the role of a woman and what the ro- role of a woman is and what she's supposed to do and how she's supposed to behave and how she's supposed to react or God, And men were in charge. And they were asking men to relinquish some of the power that they uh, had owned for quite a while. And they were doing these things, God trying to convince men to release some of that power and give it back to them and the uh, possibility of them having voting rights. And so that was a struggle. That's a difficult thing to do, to convince a person who has power to release their power and share their power because they have the power. So glory to God, it was a very challenging time for women And finally, they got the right to vote and uh, African-American women also achieved uh, some successes in that area. Uh, Praise God, and so we give God praise. But it's a good thing if you get an opportunity to hear it on PBS or whatever other channel that you might hear it on. It's a story, praise God, of women and the right to vote. Uh, It was incredible how they had to go to prison, how they had to sacrifice their lives, Many of them broke up their homes and, uh, glory to God, sacrificed and made many sacrifices so that they could have that right to vote. The right to vote is a precious right. I trust and pray that each one of us will exercise that right to vote if you're not prevented prevented from doing so. Because there's still a struggle going on, praise God, in the role of the African American male for him to have the right full right to vote. and so keep keep the fight up and keep it going. Uh, I think someone reminded me also that uh, two friends of mine or one friend of mine, and in the name of Kenneth Omer was on TV, and uh, Bishop Omer and he uh, was very emotional in his stand that he took first God regarding what was going on in our society and the fight for human rights, uh, especially in the Floyd situation where uh, his life was deprived of him, deprived of him uh, in such a atrocious manner. But it revealed to us the, the nature of the fight and the struggle. And then I understand that uh, T.D. Jakes was also on, on, uh, presented uh, his side or had some panelists of individuals to discuss what they observed and what they gained from uh, the Floyd incident, and also uh, what they feel, felt they should do as pastors, even white pastors. And they, and they were expressing themselves in a very difficult time, a uh, very challenging time, uh, as you were trying to do something or to set a wrong that make it right. then you're going to suffer some consequences and some challenges. So these discussions are being held today and we thank God for them. We trust and pray that if you get an opportunity to participate, that you will do so and that you will take the time and and, uh, express yourselves and uh, express what people need to hear today, the truth of what is going on. And so we thank God for those expressions of truth that are being prevailed today and are, are being exposed, and we thank God for it. We're gonna talk a little bit about that. Oh, thank you, praise God. Also, I want to remember that we need to pray for Reuben Hayes and his family, uh, for the passing of his mother, and uh, they also are on their way, or have arrived uh, in Indiana, praise God, where his mother lived. Uh, I know it was issued, it said, somebody said, Illinois but uh, he said it was in Indiana where she resided and so they are going back to Indiana uh, for the services and whatever that can be done uh, there have to find that out as with all the restrictions because of the coronavirus uh, there are many restrictions on even funerals and uh, homecomings and homegoings and celebrations and things of that nature. So first God many people are choosing to have just small gatherings because of the restrictions. And then who do you invite and who do you not invite and going through all of that. And we never thought we were living a time that you'd have to make those kind of decisions, but you do today and we thank God for them. And so we're praying for the Reuben uh, Hayes family and uh, may the blessing of the Lord be with him as he uh, and Naomi go uh, to see about the home, the celebration or the uh, things that would be necessary to be done for the celebration of his mother's life. And so we're praying for them in the name of Jesus. And we're praying for each one of you. We pray that you will, as you get word, send us word as to what's going on. If you uh, have the opportunity to do so, call the office, that Natasha know uh, what information you might have, that you might shed light on the situation for all of us so that we can put it on the air and let you know uh, what the situation is and how it's coming. Okay, glory to God, I think that's it for the way of a breaking into our lesson for tonight. Lesson for tonight, because I thought I was going to be dealing with women's issues, but then uh, the Holy Spirit uh, led me to go to back to the third chapter of the book of Galatians, uh, which I've been in before. But there was something in there, and especially around verses 23, 23, uh, Verses 23 through 29. And I'm going to read those uh, for you on tonight. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Hmm. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Justified by faith. But after the faith has come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster. No longer have need for him because faith has come. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We become the children of the Lord by the same method, by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. But God doesn't want anybody to boast in the plan of salvation. It's a gift from God. And it comes through faith. Faith in God. Faith in confession of faith. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. If you've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, the name of Jesus. Then you are a child of God. There is neither Jew nor Greek. And this is the part that interested me and I thought that I would be highlighting. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. We are all one. And if ye be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to to the promise. Paul originally wrote this book, Galatians, as an argument against works versus faith. Paul wanted you to know, praise God, that you are saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so to the Galatian church, he was telling them what has fooled you? What has bewitched you? What has gotten you off track? that you have left faith and gone back to works. Now, when the law is applied or the law is spoken, the response to the law is there is a penalty. And usually that penalty involves some type of physical involvement from each of us individually. What do I mean by that? Well, if you steal and the law says thou shalt not steal, there is a penalty that goes along with stealing. The law does not give you a law without giving you also the penalty. If you don't have a penalty, then there is no law. Because the law, the penalty, makes and justifies the law. So if you want to avoid the penalty, you have to observe and do the law. So, but Jesus says, and Paul writes here in this uh Verse number 11, he said, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God, it is evident for the just shall live by faith. In other words, it is your faith, your response to the word. When you respond to the law, you respond typically in some sacrificial offering or some method of of doing some work or something, uh, doing kind deeds or doing something uh, praise God, that helps you to overcome the fact that you are guilty in the eyes of the law. Now, that's how you meet the law. That's how you respond to the law. You respond through some physical act, through some kind of ceremonial sacrifice, some kind of ceremonial praise, or some kind of ritualistic uh, thing that you must do, praise God, in order to get rid of the, the feeling of or the punishment for sin. But Jesus comes along and he says, wait a minute now. All you have to do is confess Jesus as your Lord. And if you confess him, your response to the gospel is evidenced by your faith. Your response to the gospel is evident by your faith. You only have to respond in three ways. You say to the word when it's presented to you, I believe, I receive, and I will do. I believe, I receive, and I will do. That's what the birthing of faith did when God first came to Abraham and said to him, listen, I'm going to bless you. Now, the response that he has to make is, do I believe this or do I not believe this? And if you believe it, then you say, I believe. I receive and I will do. And so that response, if I believe, I receive and I will do, gives you a state of righteousness that you cannot achieve by the abs- or the work of the law. When you respond to the law, you cannot, praise God, be a righteous person. Because the law convicts you of sin and convinces you of sin and lets you know how sinful you are. Whereas righteousness by faith, gives you or makes or proclaims to you that you are righteous without even doing anything that is righteous. You just get the proclamation from the Spirit of God. And when God makes a promise to you, as he made a promise to Abraham, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless your children. The only response that Abraham can do is says, I believe, I receive, and I will do. If you question God, then you're not believing. Him. If you challenge God, you're not receiving. Him. If you, if, you, if you don't do what he tells you to do, then you're just not believing and expressing the fact or showing signs that you believe. Works that follow, praise God, when you believe, you do the works of belief. Works become the sign of belief. Works are not to bring belief, but works are designed to evidence belief. So, praise God, if I tell you uh, in this room tonight, praise God, that there is a heater on, now, do you believe me? How do I know you believe me? By the fact that you got up and went over and checked and made sure that the heater was off. Because with the temperature today, you don't want the heater to be on. So, did you believe me? Yes. Did you receive me? Yes. And did you act on it? Yes, I did. So, glory to God, that's what God wants today. An act of salvation comes through those three steps. I believe, I receive, and I will act. And that brings you into a state of righteousness. Now, Adam and Eve lost righteousness, their right standing, because they stopped doing what God instructed them to do. God said to them, you can eat of any tree of this knowledge of good, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You can eat of any tree, and all I want you to do is name all the animals and just do what I tell you to do. And when you do that, go to God. You say to God, I believe, I receive, and I will do. That's the only answer you can give. Jesus had to do the same thing. When it when was coming time for him to make the sacrificial offering, and he went into the garden to pray, and he prayed three times. Father, if any way possible, remove this cup from me. Let this cup pass from me. But then he was assigned to do that. So then he had to conclude at the end and say, nevertheless. Nevertheless, Father, at thy word, I will do what you said to me to do. And that's what faith does. That's what belief does. It it generates you to action to do the things that God is required of you to do. Unbelief, praise God, will not generate that kind of power. The works of the law will not generate that kind of power. Sometimes you don't steal because you just feel that like you'll get caught, you, you fear the consequences of it. But Jesus said, I want it from the heart. Remember when he was talking about worship, he said, they that worship me must worship me how? In spirit and in truth. He's saying, I want the truth, I want the spirit, I want it to come from the heart. I don't want, praise God, just law worship. I don't want you to worship me through some kind of book or because the book is saying for you to worship me. But I want you to worship me because you feel in your spirit that you need to respond in the affirmative, saying to God, God, I hear you. I will do what you tell me to do, and I will receive what you tell me, and I will do what you tell me to do. That's all God wants from each of us, and that's what Jesus wants from each of us. So He goes on, praise God, to say to them, the law is not that which makes you perfect but that no man is justified by the law. Verse 11, in the sight of God, it is evident for the law, for the just shall live by faith. You're going to live with this attitude. I will, I receive, and I will do. I hear it, I believe it, I receive it, and I will do it. Bless his holy name. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for in, for it is written, curses every man that hangeth on a tree. Curses every one that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might believe, receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. We're gonna get this promise of the Spirit. We're gonna get the same promise that He promised Abraham but it's going to come through the Spirit. The Spirit that says, I believe, I receive, and I will do. If you get that Spirit in you that says, I believe, I receive, and I will do, then you will be able to do and fulfill the will of God. that the rest of Abraham might come now, here's a challenge to you, to each one of us, and that is do we believe what The written gospel is saying, What's your response to the written gospel? Do you believe? Do you receive? And do you accept the fact that you're going to be blessed? Or do you not believe it? Do you not hear it? Do you not receive it? If you believe it and receive it, and you will start acting on it. You start doing the things that bring the blessings to you. You start doing the things that uh, generate the favor of God. You start doing the things that Generate the blessings of the Lord. You start giving God thanks before he does what he says he's going to do. You start giving him praise for what he's uh, getting ready to do. And you just praise him. You praise your way through. When you don't see your way, you praise your way. And Abraham, the blessings of Abraham. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if he continued, no man this is or added thereunto. God's word cannot be changed. God's promise cannot be altered. Now to Abraham and the seed where the promise is made. He said not and to seeds as to many, but as to one, that is the seed which is Christ. So the law existed up until the time of Christ. The law was our schoolmaster. Remember I told you before, the schoolmaster is the one responsible for leading you and getting you to the place of learning, getting you to the place of receiving, getting you to the place of information. And that's what the law does. The law gets us to that point of receiving, but it cannot carry us over. Faith carries you over. Belief carries you over. Oh, glory to God. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, and now which was 400 years and 30 years after, cannot disannul or make invalid that it should be made the promises of none effect. In other words, the time does not alter the promise. Time does not alter. The promise for the inheritance of the law, it is no more a promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. God just spoke. God just said he didn't show him any evidence. He didn't show him any signs. He didn't show him anything. He just simply spoke his word. And our response to the gospel of Jesus Christ when preached to us is that same kind of response. There is no sign. There is no evidence. There is nothing to convince you, praise God, except the power that is in the power of faith. And if you believe it, you receive it and you will do it. And you respond to it. Wherefore, then serveth serveth the law. Why serveth the law? It is added because of transgression. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made and all ordained of angels in the hand of a mediator. In other words, they're saying the promise of the law, the promises of God did not come to us until after the law had done its purpose and waited on the seed to come. The seed to come was Jesus Christ. Once Jesus Christ came, died for our sins, gave his life for us. He opened up the passageway of faith. And then when faith entered in, it took over the purpose of the law. It fulfilled its purpose. Verse 21, is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have come by the law. But the scripture hath concluded, all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them, that believe. Today, all we have to do is believe. If we believe, and we receive, and we do go to God, then we will receive the promise of God, the promise of blessing, the promise of Abraham, the promise of doing the will of the Lord, the promise of glory, the promise of protecting, the promise of peace, the promise of long-suffering, the promise of love. <clears throat> God says, I'll give it to you. But you have to believe it. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. He existed until the time of Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So we don't need the law. The law is done away with. We don't don't have to follow after the law anymore. The law with all of its penalties and so forth. We operate under the law of, of life in Christ Jesus. We operate under the law of life in Christ Jesus. You're alive today because of the life that is in Christ Jesus. When Christ died, he took your judgment. He was judged for you. It is added because of transgression. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And all ordained of angels in the hand of a mediator. In other words, it's saying the promise of the law, the promises of God, did not come to us until after the law had done its purpose and waited on the seed to come. The seed to come was Jesus Christ. Once Jesus Christ came, died for our sins, gave his life for us, he opened up the passageway of faith. And then when faith entered in, it took over the purpose of the law. It fulfilled its purpose verse twenty one is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid, for if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have come by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe today all we have to do is believe if we believe and we receive and we do go to God, then we will receive the promise of God, the promise of blessing, the promise of Abraham, the promise of doing the will of the Lord, the promise of glory, the promise of protecting, the promise of peace, the promise of long suffering, the promise of love. <clears throat> God says, I'll give it to you, but you have to believe it. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ He existed until the time of Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. So we don't need the law, the law is done away with. We don't don't have to follow after the law anymore. The law with all of its penalties and so forth. We operate under the law of, of life in Christ Jesus. We operate under the law of life in Christ Jesus. You're alive today because of the life That is in Christ Jesus. When Christ died, he took your judgment. He was judged for you. He was beaten for you. He was bruised for you. Glory to God. He took your place at the time of punishment. He took your place at the time of crucifixion. He took your place. The sins of the world were placed upon him as he died for the sins of the world. And he opened up the passageway of faith so that we can live by faith and not by the law. You don't have to do any more rituals. You don't have to do any more sacrificial offerings. You don't have to make any more sacrificial sacrifices. Now it's all through faith. I believe, I receive, and I will do. I believe, I receive, and I will do. I believe your word, Lord. When you said you died for my sins, I believe. I believe you cleansed me. I believe. I believe you sanctified me. I believe. I believe you made me whole. I believe. And since I believe it, oh God, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to act on it. I'm going to wake up every morning and give you praise, give you thanks, give you the glory that's revealed, that's due your name. I'm going to give you, oh God, your due. Not because I'm trying to be saved. I'm going to do that because I am saved. And that's what God wants you to know today. The act of faith brings salvation to you. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to strive for it. You don't have to try to embellish it or do anything. It's there for you. It's a gift from God. You are the righteousness of God. You don't have to work for it. You are the righteousness of God by belief, by believing and receiving. Adam and Eve could have restored themselves, praise God, back together If they had just believed and trusted in the word of the Lord and did what the Lord told them to do. When the Lord said, do not eat, that's what he meant. Do not eat. And the consequences of it, they lost everything. They lost the privilege that they had. They lost the life that they had. They lost, praise God, the joy that they might have had. And they had to go down to labor and to work for their blessings. No longer were blessings going to be conferred upon them but they're pronounced over them, but they're going to have to work for their blessing. They got to do by the labor, the toil of their labor. And now God says, I'm going to change that. Through my son, Jesus Christ, if you believe that my blessings are coming to you, that the blessings of Abraham might come upon you, then you're going to get the blessings of Abraham that I pronounced on him some many years ago. Those same blessings now I'm going to confer upon you And you now are recipients of them. But the thing is, you have to believe by faith and trust in the Lord. For you are all children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We all are children of God. Now, interesting about this family of God. There is no sex differential. There is no ethnic differentiation. It's all that we are all children of God. There's no male. There's no female. There's nothing, praise God, to indicate by nature or by man or woman what we are. We are all the children of God. But you are all the children of God by faith. And it happens by faith. By the fact that you come in under the spirit of the Holy Spirit. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. So there is no ethnicity. There is neither bond nor free. There is no enslavement or not slave or free or bond. There is neither male nor female. We all one in Christ Jesus. You're all one in Christ Jesus. You know better than I, and I know better than you. And that takes away the white supremacist argument because we're all created equal in the sight of God. We're all justified by faith in the sight of God. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. But you're all one in Christ Jesus. All of us are the same. All men are created equal. And that's what the Lord is saying to us tonight. You are created equal. Equal to anyone else. Equal to, there's no one better than you. No one greater than you. No, Not because of their skin color. Not because of their... Uh, ability to live in a neighborhood not because of their school that they were educated in not because of any of this and you are all one in Christ Jesus. Christ is the equalizer Christ makes us all the same Christ makes us all one in him so you don't have to hang your head tonight. You're not inferior to anybody and no one is superior over you but you are all one in Christ Jesus through faith The only response that God is looking for, just like, praise God, when the children of Israel were in Egypt and they were coming to that last ritual or that rash event that they had to go through, the death angel was coming. The death angel was going to kill every firstborn of the Egyptian. But the Bible says to us, and that's information, but every house that I see the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of God, the blood, every house that I see the blood of the slain lamb, I will pass over it. Now notice, praise God. He didn't say every house that was male. He didn't say every house that was female. He didn't say every house that was Jew, every house that was Greek, or He said every house that I see the blood So all I'm looking for is that one common denominator, which is the blood of God, Christ. If I see that blood, if I see that blood of the slain lamb, I'm gonna pass over that house. And that's what it said to us today. If I see faith, and all I'm looking for is faith. I'm not looking for males, I'm looking for females, I'm looking for what you are, what you think you are, or what you conclude to be, or somebody judged you to be. I'm looking for One thing, and that is faith. If I see faith, I know you are a child of God. You are to be passed over. You are to avoid the things that are coming against you because you are a child of God. And that's all you need to stand on tonight is the fact that I'm one in God. I'm one in Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. And as a child of God, I'm an heir, and a joint heir together with Christ. Bless his holy name. So don't let the enemy rob you. Don't let him take from you. Don't let him steal from you. Don't let him steal what isn't you are entitled to because you are the righteousness and you are a child of Abraham and entitled to the promises that God made to Abraham that he said I will fulfill in the right time and the right place. The right time has come. Jesus has died. He died for your sins. He died that you might live. He died that you might inherit the promises of God. Go out and claim your promise. Go out and claim what is due you. And sometimes as it does in this society, you have to fight what you are entitled to. It's like the women had to fight for the right to vote. The slaves had to fight for the right to be free. You have to fight for the promises of God. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And if you do that, you will inherit the promises of God. Don't let the enemy defeat you. Don't let him discourage you. Don't let him... Praise God, bring any obstacle that is maybe seems too hard, or to any hill that may be too hard to climb, is not too hard. For I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And I can do them through faith. And all I have to do is say, I believe, I receive, and I will do. Bless his holy name. May the blessing of the Lord be with you, and may his face shine upon you, and may be gracious unto you. In the name of Jesus Christ, go out and enjoy the rest of your night and know, praise God, that you're one in Christ and that you're free in him. And you're entitled to the blessings of the Lord. May God bless you and God keep you. It's time for you to give. Give unto the Lord as the Lord has prospered you. We trust you will. We thank God for what you have done thus far. And may the blessing of the Lord be with you. And may his face shine upon you. Father, this is my seed that I now deposit into your kingdom. It represents my love and devotion that I have towards you. I thank God for this opportunity to sow into your kingdom, and I do this with joy and thanksgiving. I believe that this seed that I now deposit into your kingdom will bring to me a great harvest. I receive that harvest now, and I receive it through faith. And with that harvest, I'll be able to sow again into your kingdom. And I give you thanks in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Go out and be blessed. Enjoy the blessings of the Lord and enjoy who you are in Christ Jesus. May God bless you, God keep you. Amen.